I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. For 2,000 years, the sacred art of the ninja has been guarded in the East. Remember the day I found you. Now, it has come to the West. Remember what is hidden deep in your mind. He is the only soldier. Date of birth unknown. The only American. Who is he? Who is capable of defeating her. The secret Black Star Army. The final hour. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. American Ninja. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod 3, the podcast that relights the fire of 80s action movies and celebrates the decade where the explosion was king. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. And this week we'll be talking about a humble US Army private with legendary skills of deadly stealth as he takes on the fearsome Black Ninja and tries to conquer basic acting skills. <laughs> yes, it's American Ninja. And joining me to accidentally hit ourselves in the groin with a pair of nunchucks is screenwriter and the creator of the massively successful and beloved Death in Paradise, Robert Thorogood. Good morning, John. Good morning. And you can be found on Twitter as at Rob Thor. Yes, indeed. Should anyone wish to locate you? That's fine. I'm not on there very much at the moment because we're in the middle of shooting the new series, so I'm busy and tired. But I'm delighted to stop doing that to come and talk about... I mean, I'm really pleased that in a week that I've had to work so very, very hard with production baying uh, for scripts that I've had to take an hour and a half off to watch American Ninja. I'm, I'm pleased for you. I mean, it took a lot longer than an hour and a half, it has to be said. Because you may, you may send hatred this way, but it is a project film stroke thing that you picked. Uh, it, it is because my memory was wrong. Mm. So my memory said, so back in the 1980s when this came out, I was about 14, 13, 14, I think, when I saw it. And uh, I used to go to a boarding school and my mum would put me on a coach for two and a half hours to get to the boarding school because why would you have a boarding school near where you lived? Mm. Uh, and on the coach, they'd play a film. And I have fevered memories of Escape from New York, obviously, being one of them, which I never want to revisit because my memory uh, could never match the reality of what that film was about and Snake Plissken and all of that. But I presume you're doing it in this run? I'm going to try to. Um, also, you were escaping from... The real world to enter yes. a dystopia. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A double so, dystopia. Double dystopia. Um, but the other one that I remember seeing in particular was American Ninja. Mm. And not only did I see it then and think it was 
definitely better than The Karate Kid. Right. Which is an opinion that we might want to revisit. Yes. Um, we also, I lived in a small village in Suffolk, and if you walk down to the garage, you could get out the Cotton Club on VHS or American Ninja. You know, when it was still, um, you know, clarinet case-sized VHS boxes. Mm -hmm. So I'd watch it a few times. And so when I saw that Smash Pod 3 was about 80s films, I thought, well, I know the one that's terrific. Better than Karate Kid, as good as you can get. Mm. American Ninja. And how do you feel now? I feel dirty. <laughs> no, I feel that I've wasted a lot of time. Uh, no, it was... I. If I was being positive, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And some of it was even quite good. Mm. But the bad bits were very bad. Yeah. yeah. And tiring. It was quite tiring. It there were some fights which, particularly that first, when the convoy, convoy goes off. I'll tell you what bogged me down a lot was I couldn't work out what the Americans were doing on this island anyway, who the rebels were what they were transporting. I and mean, eventually it becomes apparent. Mm. But when you're watching it through, the not the first time, but for the first time in 20-something years, you don't really know what's going on or why anything happens. No, it's one of those films that you had as a child where you didn't understand the plot, but it didn't no. really matter to you. Cause it just no, because you've things. got that central powerhouse performance of Michael. Exactly. I mean, this film's an hour and 26 minutes long, I think. I think it's I 27. Mean, that extra minute hurt. It feels like three hours. <laughs> yeah. I had it up. You know, when you get the quick time player and it can show you the timestamp. Yeah. And I'd be working through. I'd do about 10, 15 minutes a night. It was like homework. Yeah. Uh, I put this on last night at 8 o'clock, thinking, well, I can get this done and have an early night. Yeah, exactly, half night and straight And I just to bed. kept pausing it and going and doing other things. And it took me till about midnight to yeah, finish it. Yeah, How does it rate? Because obviously you've seen a lot of bad films yeah. amongst them. Because I found it refreshingly, sometimes interestingly, quirkily bad. But mm. did you find it boringly bad? No. I think, it's, I think it falls flat in the middle. It's not oh. exciting, but it's not awful. No. It's not like... The action scenes aren't exciting, are they? It's like the A-Team. Yeah. It's what I felt like. And they've even got the A-Team music or Chips. God, the Quite often the, the, so the synthesizers in it, you're sort of going, oh, it's an episode of Chips. There's a, there's a point in this film with the guy doing the music, I forget who his name was, I didn't write it down. No, I didn't write but it down. But he obviously thinks, this trumpet sound on my yeah, keyboard yeah, sounds very bloody good. brilliant, yeah. doesn't it? I'm going to go to the highest possible reach of this sound and I'm yep. going to use it. And I'm going to even do the waggle stick so it goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I found good. the trumpet better sometimes than the action sequence that it was accompanying, yeah. it has I'd to be said. That, I'd say that's very fair. Um, but yeah, Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff, who in my memory was brilliant and yeah. in reality was not. I read online, because obviously I've done rigorous research to go with this. Mm. Uh, they chose the actor after they had to do physical tests for stunts and karate. So they wouldn't choose anyone who could act until they'd first proven that they could do the action. And it is noticeable that maybe the better way to choose actors is on their acting first and then yeah. sort out the... With the a stuntman, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Manaheim Golan, because this is right, a canon good. film... It is, yes. He loved Michael Dudikoff. Well, he he's had, wrong, isn't he? He is wrong, because he had three actors he loved, possibly because they were cheap and said yes to things. Mm. Charles Bronson. Okay. Chuck Norris, who he wanted to make the biggest star in the world. Well... And Michael Dudikoff. And he even had Michael Dudikoff slated to play Spider-Man 
in really? the canon version of Spider-Man. But if you covered his face, it might be better. You know, there's a few moments in this film where he's jumping around, leaping up, mm-hmm. up and down yes, buildings. Yes, 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 yes. He's quite Spider-Man-ish, so I can it's, see how he's thought of him. Yeah, and, and he looks nice and he walks well. He's muscular. I, yeah, he really is at a time. Not as muscular as uh, Jackson, Jackson, though. oh. Dear heavens, he's good. And he's really good in he it. He is good. He's, he's, he's properly good. He comes out of this film and you think, that guy can actually act. And, and very sadly, I looked him up on IMDb. Yeah. Just Steve James died very soon afterwards. One of his pallbearers, Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. Very sad. I mean, it is sad, so I shouldn't joke about it. It was sad. He died of pancreatic cancer yes. like in his early 50s. Only a few years after this, and he looks the greatest example of a human being I've ever seen. When he takes his... Sh- I mean, there's quite a lot of homoerotic, under- not even undertones, tones. Overtones. Overtones yeah. to this film, aren't there? Yeah, to the point where the music doesn't help at all. No, the when they're rolling around the grass, and the music's kind of going... <laughs> no, 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 there's a really good bit. One of the, the very first time you meet uh, Jackson, this wonderful, black, muscular uh, leader of men in the army, mm. he's, he's just come in off some kind of a run with all of his sweaty men, and he says... <laughs> I know morale's low, lads. Let's hit the showers. And you're going, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, man. I know our morale is low, so now let's just go hit the showers, okay? Well, like that, is it? And you wonder... It does get lonely was in the that, face. Well, was that knowingly written? I think it was meant to be a kind of macho thing, like, oh, hey, doesn't... forget about it, guys. Let's have a shower, and then afterwards we can look at pictures of ladies. It's mm. not mm. how it plays, though, it is it? doesn't play like that at all, no. No. It's like, let's go and have some sex in the shower. But that's, you know, so that's why, even though it was quite lacklustre... I still enjoyed bits of it because inadvertently, it wasn't witty, but it was quite funny. Well, they've made the smart decision of putting Jackson in this because if it was just Dudikoff, oh, he creepers. would flounder, shall we say, <laughs> on, um, under the weight of the yes. uh, role, I think. Yes. Poor, I mean, I feel sorry for him. He's, he's serviceable. I wouldn't want to be too rude, you know. He was better at the American Ninja than I would have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I mean, it was a different film if it was me or you. <laughs> For start, we're not American. Exactly, and more dressing gowns and slippers, I think. <laughs> the dressing gown and slippers ninja. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, also, this is, this is the point of uh, Menaheim Golan's life where he was obsessed with ninjas. Well, Cannon made uh, a lot of films about ninjas. Not the good ones, though. No. The, quite, quite often the bad ninjas. Yeah. These are not... And Even when you look at the various shapes of the ninjas, you're going, I think they've just got in some gaffers and a few people who've moved some lights to put on some black costumes. I mean, these are unique ninjas because there are all sorts of different kind of ninjas, it turns out. You know, there's there's proper ninjas, there's mm-hmm. hard ninjas, there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But of course. these are shit ninjas. Yeah, they are shit who ninjas. Who aren't very good at being ninjas. And they're slow ninjas slow. and quite noisy. Mm. And um, they... They choose lots of methods of dispatch that aren't, for example, the most useful one. No. So they'll always go for a good bow and arrow or um, some kind of nunchuck or something and just ignore the guns lying around. They won't fire weaponry. They will run at you going, ah, while holding a sword aloft. Exactly, exactly. Allowing you to stab them in the stomach. And, uh, and all of the sword fights, we ought to start on the, on the movie, but one of the things mm. that really tickled me is that most of the sword fights involved people wiping swords against each other because they couldn't even be bothered to come up with decent slashing or blood effects. So Michael Dudikoff just wipes his sword against someone who yeah. then sort of falls down quite camply. Well, I noticed this in a lot of martial arts films from this period, that the, the way they dispatch people... I've probably said that word too much, but never mind. Yeah. Is that they'll sort of let them run past them and then swipe their back? Yes, yes. Like like they're kind wipe. Of, I don't think it's swipe. It's just wiping. It's a wipe. It's like they're oyster cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the sword's got a bit of damp on it, and yeah. they're just trying to just clean it off. But uh, the person will react by flinging right. arms up in the air and going ah. 
that's no, right. There are some. There is. Um, I sort of found myself wondering who had the most ludicrous death. And actually, it comes right at the end when yes. the baddie's getting on the helicopter. And uh, Victor, this is a bit of a spoiler, we're jumping ahead. Yeah. Uh, is it Victor, the French guy who's not French? Ortega. It's, it is Victor Ortega. It, Victor Ortega yeah. shoots them both. And they both sort of jump up in the air like marionettes yeah. and then collapse to the floor like they're in um, The Sound of Music when they do the little marionette show with the high in the hill as the lowly goat herd. To be fair, he was using explosive bullets. Oh, was he? I don't know. Well, I'm trying to help him out. Well, I, I don't, think, I don't think that's how humans explode, is it? I, I've not been in conflict. It's very good. I found myself wanting to screen grab all the way through and bring it in and just show it to you and then titter. Because <laughs> there are so many moments. Anyway, why don't we start talking about Hacky Sack? Because that was quite a popular well, I was craze say, back we in are the in, 80s. We are in the Philippines. Are we? No, we're not. But the thing is, I I got really... Dis- as somebody who writes a show that's set abroad, that's in a sort of fictional place, right, one thing I got obsessed with was it's never sunny. I mean, it is a few times later on, but they're clearly shooting in the off-season, like yeah. we do with Death in Paradise, because it's cheaper. You can't afford to go out when it's really, really expensive and sunny. But secondly, there is no specificity over what this American base is, where it is. We're going to meet rebels later on who are shipping merchandise, and that's not explained for a long old time. But they're rebel ninjas as well, which is not really Well, clear. I thought the rebels had outsourced the, the security to a ninja firm. Right. But it, like group group four. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Just like foie. Yeah. Oh, the voice comes. Good, yeah. good. Because yeah. this is a film with dangerous voice impressions from you, John. I noticed. I'm not going to go later. near. Okay. Uh, I'm not. No. But I couldn't work out because also the signage is all um, Filipino. But what are the Americans doing here? What do you think? The American bases. Who are the rebels? Because it's the time of Marcos, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The early eighties. Yeah. Who are the rebels? Um, unclear. And and what are the the Americans funded rebels against Marcos? I mean, I was I couldn't. I got taught geog- uh, geography by Trevor Huggins, so he didn't really do the sort of Iran Contra sort of that sort of uh, world of um, you know the the right wing groups that the Americans funded in the eighties. But I thought it was never clear whether the screenwriter or the producer had ever sat down and go gone. So the Americans are in the Philippines with a base in control of this territory where there are rebels, in inverted commas, who have got huge plantations of something. I'm guessing what's happened is that the script probably originally said they were based in China or Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then it was cheaper to shoot in the Philippines, so they changed it. Yes, because it would make sense with all of these Japanese ninjas if it had been in Japan. Yeah, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, uh, but you don't want to spoil a good story just because you can't get the location, eh? No, exactly. Oh, okay, so the American base is in the Philippines. It's in the Philippines. That's right. Okay, and fine. We're not walk, you know, it's like you know, the tiger in Africa. A tiger in Africa? Hmm? A tiger in Africa? I uh, wonder, well, it, it's probably escaped from a zoo. Doesn't sound very likely to me. So, so, so. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we meet Joe Armstrong. Yep. And he's watching on. With disdain while doing his own butterfly knife tricks. But his butterfly knife was quite 80s. good. Oh, yeah, but they were. I mean, the yeah. coolest guy in school was always the guy with the butterfly comb. Yeah, yeah. If you remember the guy who I went do. on the day trip to Facon and came back with bangers <laughs> and a butterfly comb. Yeah. You know, and, and Hollywood chewing bangers, gum. of course, is an 80s term for pornography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yes, he, you're quite right. I forgot about the butterfly comb. And, uh, and what's brilliant, and this sets him up so well, he will not speak. No. 
and that's a good choice by the director. <laughs> it's a good choice by yeah. the director. And he just stands there and he watches in. Well, you'd say disdain, but he watches maybe like he's about to do a fart or something. Slightly mm. puzzled mm. as the cool kids do hacky sack. Yeah. How about some help? What's this from? I don't know. It's a new guy. He just got here yesterday. Excuse me. Throw me the bag. Then you can go back to sleep, okay? Also, he looks like an Athena poster. Yes. I yes. think that's the thinking, is that if we have him leaning against the army truck, yeah. looking at a knife, yeah. we can p- take a picture of that and put a caption saying something Maybe like... Maybe put a papoose on his front with a yeah, baby with in a it. Baby. Yeah, yeah, because that was sort of 80s, sort of hunky, but still maternal. Military, but still caring after yeah, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and you He's sort not going to burn your village. Mm, no. no. You do feel that they put him there because they'd already worked out he couldn't act. This is it. Because if you remember, if you recall, he doesn't actually have a line of dialogue for about 15 minutes. Well, he doesn't really speak properly for about half an hour. He has mm. one sort of grunty line. And you find out why very quickly. Uh, and I did actually note this down because you, you're watching the film. Um, I'm trying to remember what his first line is. God, it really... He says something like, are you OK? Is that what the line is? But yeah. what's fabulous when... There we are. You're absolutely right. You've had half an hour of this brooding okay? presence. And he goes, are you OK? Yeah. <laughs> are you OK? The clothes are just a little bit wet, thank you. Yeah, well, we can hang them out to dry. Are you serious? <laughs> and all of his lines you for see, the rest of it. If this was a Bond film, if this was a Bond film, they'd have dubbed him. They did that yes. a lot. Yeah, and you've got someone like, are you okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you okay? They left it in. <laughs> yeah. But he's watching them play hacky sack, and the, the guy playing hacky sack who comes out, he's like the colonel's driver. Yeah, Charlie, the colonel's Charlie. driver. And he's, he's like, tricky. hey, guys, I want to yeah. play hacky sack. Hang on, guys. Yeah, in fact, he says, hang on, I'll teach you girls how to play. Yeah, see. And, you know, there's characterization straight from the off. It's t- totes pants. Mm. Uh, and he, he looked really reminiscent of lots of actors I'd seen in 80s films. And I looked him up, the guy playing Charlie the Driver. Yeah. Never did anything else, really. It's a shame. So we it's were of that. I know. So it's obviously a look, a sort of slightly dweeby, irritating a sort of sidekick character. He looks a bit like a rapist as well. He looks like one of the blokes in The Accused. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I was so taken in by his driving skills and his well, ability. I think you're supposed to not like him at the beginning, aren't you? Yes, but he comes good by the end, doesn't he? Certainly. But, and his driving skills certainly improve throughout the movie. Good God, do they. <laughs> um, but he goes and plays hacky sack, and wouldn't you know, he accidentally kicks the hacky sack Right by Joe's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has the temerity not to move. And he's like, hey, throw it back, will you? Yeah. And he doesn't answer because the director's decided he probably shouldn't speak. Yeah. And says, you know, loners don't go too far in this outfit. And you just go, okay, right. So I get it. He's not going to speak. He's going to... Also, you're wondering, what is he doing? I mean, they are on an army base. You can't just loiter like that, can you? No, but expositionally speaking, as a writer, as you are... (laughs) it's not too bad a job, is it, to establish that this guy no, is No, uh, no, that's a new fine. And it's pre-credits, so here we go. He's on his own. He's not one of the hacky sack gang. He's not mm. one of the cool kids. I just love the idea of going, what really makes the American army look cool is when they play hacky sack. Uh, and, then they're, and then they take... Oh, then we meet Patricia. The lovely Patricia. Lovely. She's not a very good actress. No one is in this. <laughs> I thought of a bad bunch. She was not the best, but she wasn't the worst. Oh, no, she's not the worst. She's not. You got the Jackson worst. at the very peak. Oh, Jackson's actually terrific. Yeah, and then yeah. down the bottom, who's probably the worst? You think? Mr. Ninja. What, now, the, the eponymous the, American Ninja. No, not no, no. I would place him just above the the, the Adamant. Black Star Ninja. The Black Star Ninja, the one mm. who's dressed as Adamant. Yes. Um, 
I think he was the worst. Yeah. Uh, or Ronaldo the sergeant, or the colonel, in fact, is a very Ooh, bad actor. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Uh, he sort of has a Philip Seymour Hoffman look to him, and uh, post-death, I could imagine. Good, good. Um, he's the worst. Maybe the colonel's the worst. I mean, it's a, it's I don't a know, clouded he a, field. He has a good shouty bit later that works quite well. <sighs> yeah. I think you're right. I think Ronaldo. Ronaldo. As he's called, is probably the worst. Yeah. And Black Star Ninja. Uh, maybe. And some of the grunts and the, the hauler are like, yeah, but that's you think you are. Yeah, but they're you know they're day actors. That's fine. Four corpses made you look a hero. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're going on a manoeuvre. Yes. Of, of what we don't know. Well, is it a manoeuvre? Because again, I found myself wondering. They had to take Patricia somewhere, but yeah. a load of lorries of boxes too. And she's the colonel's daughter. I can't remember. If we that's right. That. Beg your pardon. She's the colonel's daughter, who means more to him than anything else. So I'm going to send her through rebel territory with no tanks or proper support, but just with some lorries with boxes in, unspecified boxes, uh, and going where we don't know to their home to we, somewhere else. It's unspecified. Yeah. Maybe it's classified. It could be, couldn't it? Is it is military. Maybe they're going to get the Roswell yeah. alien. <laughs> yes. To uh, probe him anally. Well, it, you know, it would him. have improved it. Yeah. It would have improved it. But she's trouble. She, um, she's a spoilt kid Ooh. in the Philippines. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you say? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, sorry to misgender the Roswell alien. It could be an, a she. Of course. I'm sorry. That still doesn't... Never established. You know, yes. Classified. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, she's very spoiled. She's very much like your... Um, daughter trope from 80s films yes but there's quite a lot of tropes in 80s films although interestingly later on uh they steal from top gun where you have the big red bike and the bloke going out and uh, having the romantic evening and then i discovered top gun was the year after top oh. gun stole from american ninja oh my lord so the hero on the big muscular red bike with the uh, the winsome girl sitting on the back with her hair flowing behind Straight out of American Ninja. Nicked. God. Stolen. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. I hope you rot in hell. <laughs> exactly. I think I found myself really troubled by how much the romantic... that's why he took his own life? Because he couldn't take the guilt of stealing... It from... must have been. I'm sorry, I couldn't yes, say that. Yes, yes. I wondered, in fact, whether the Top Gun script had been around for a while mm. and somebody from the American Ninja team had read it and gone, ah, oh, we need a, a an interlude, a very boring interlude mm. of romance. And yeah. I think a red bike's going to work in the future, so let's use that. Yeah. But on this yeah. instance, we don't know about the romance. In fact... I say romance. It's not even romance, is it? Instead, the guys romancing the stone actually. Because well, they that steal comes a up. Moment yeah, from they do the as well. And I checked that as well, and that is before. So that is yeah. properly stolen in the timeline of eighties films. But what happens is that the truck convoy mm -hmm. with Patricia in it, yes, gets ambushed by rebels. Uh, rebels. But I also liked as they pull up to what is clearly going to be the ambush spot. There's the a big block. sign that says "Danger, Heavy, Equip." And then the art department have run out of space. They've just put a T on. So yeah. it goes, danger, heavy equipped. Yeah. And they've got, that's good enough. Yeah. You get, you get the gist. It's so dangerous that the M and E and N fell off. <laughs> that's right. The precipice. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No men danger. around here. But yes, they, then there are unspecified rebels on diggers and things, just digging up the road. Kind of like the village people. Very village people. Yeah. Also, I also thought Playmobil. I sort of imagined them, you know, those big yellow diggers and those big sort of red and white boards sort of blocking off the road. The dozers from Fraggle Rock. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they, their plan is to take the uniforms of all the soldiers. Is it? Well, they say strip or something like that mm. and they start taking off their 
It's either that or they're going to molest them. Well, we learn later on that that maybe there's some form of transfer of material from the Americans to the rebels. I don't well, want to they spoil want it. They want what's in the trucks. Yeah, we know they that. They want what's in the trucks. Well, they're the only time... Well, there, there are two times you see inside a, a chest. One of them, it contains a mattress that somebody falls on. So yeah. I'm thinking they're mattress smugglers. Mm. But a bit later on, we learn that it is actually military equipment. It is. We're, we're in the world of arms dealing, aren't Maybe we? they're going to steal their organs as well. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah. But you're right, it is unspecified where they're going, why they've been stopped, why they want to take their clothes off, uh, and why they want to steal their lorries, or what's in the lorries. So you're being asked to suspend a lot of disbelief at this point. But what we do know, yeah. for sure, is that everyone's going along with it because the rebels are armed. Yeah. Armed. And God um, forbid that an American soldier should have a weapon. Exactly. Or, fu- you know, shoot back or anything. But your Joe Armstrong, yeah, yeah. the eponymous American ninja, yeah. he sees that they're being horrible to Patricia. Yeah. And they put Charlie's head through a plate glass window. That's that right. So Charlie goes through the window and uh, no one bats an eyelid. No. But someone slaps Patricia. Yeah. And Michael, Joe Armstrong, Stretch Joe Armstrong, Armstrong yeah. um, Yes, I hadn't twigged. It is Armstrong, isn't it? Yeah. I actually, yeah, God. Well, I'm thinking that, you know, because later on, spoiler alert, the the Japanese chap who raised Joe from birth. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, we'll call him. Yeah. For the... For, for clarity, because no one will have seen this bloody film. No. The Mr. Miyagi standing. Mr. Miyagi, yeah, standing. He raised him for birth, and he said he chose the name Joe, because it's the only American name we know. It was actually quite a nice moment. I was about to say... He might have said Armstrong because of the moon landings, but we later on find out that he didn't know the war was over. Well, when I he thought found. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and when I was trying to keep the characters in my head clear, I struggled because there was also Joe Jackson knocking around in my head. So you've got Jackson, whose first name turns out to be, I think, Curtis or something. Come on, Jackson's got to be named after Michael, hasn't it? Is that how it goes? You're a yeah. black character. We Golan and Globus might be like, oh, American things. Yeah, Put yeah, American yeah, things yeah, in yeah, here. Yeah. Jackson, Armstrong. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, he jumps in. Yeah. And he starts kicking some out. Well, he doesn't really. He well, slaps people and pushes them about. He does. And then he then he hides. Yeah. <laughs> and then he hides. But also, the only soldier, and this is going to play into the plot in a minute, the only soldier who acts like a soldier, who, when attacked, fights back. Yeah. Everyone else just immediately gives up. He goes on the attack. Patricia gets back in the car, drives off, and then there's a telegraph pole sort of laying about 30 degree angle and she drives up it and the car flips. Yeah. Uh, and all the soldiers get killed because ninjas... This is where an eight-year-old is taking over the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Gone, and then ninjas come out and they fight everyone. Well, it's not... What's, uh, what I found very enjoyable was that the Adamant Ninja, who I began to think of as Mr Ninja... Should we call him Mr Ninja? Mr Ninja. So yeah. Mr Ninja steps up with his little makeup on mm. uh, and you're sort of going oh, that's quite funny. And in the background of the shot, two other ninjas slide down palm trees. And you go, well, I know how palm trees are constructed. That's going to hurt your bits, isn't mm. it? Because you're going to be foot, 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 foot all the way down. Ninjas are trained that's not true. to react to pain. You've that's seen that right. video of that man being kicked in the bollocks. Of course I have. You're absolutely yeah. right. I know they're monks, but it's the same uh, sort of thing. And then a few more ninjas appear, and they are quite lacklustre. And then it turns out there's a flatbed lorry with trampettes on them. And they jump onto the flatbed lorry, do somersaults, and then very slowly move with swords amongst the soldiers who still haven't reached for any kind of guns or anything or tried to fight back and wipe their swords on them. And the soldiers get tired and fall over. Also, our American ninja, before he runs off, we should say, he jumps on the floor for no reason, really. He does this a oh, lot. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He springs forwards onto the floor for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then right. just as he does that, he knocks open a box on the truck. 
and starts throwing... Um, well, whatever you can find. He throws like a... Well, first he throws a knife. Fine. Is Guys, it a knife? I did think... I've, a screwdriver. I, yes, he throws a screwdriver so first of all. Guy gets a screwdriver in the chest or something. And, goes, yep. and the next guy, he throws like a spanner or something. Yeah, it's like a crowbar, so like a cruciform uh, spanner for doing different size nuts. That's quite a good weapon. Yeah, he throws that. And then the next guy, he just throws like a stick. Very dice. Very dice. <laughs> you know, just, what have One we got? Those oh, air pack lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just flapping at him. And he strangles him with it. Yeah. It yeah. just really strange. It's just he opens, pops open the, the box and just starts chucking things. But he's, you know. Polo mints. I think a ninja would. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I don't, I didn't mind that so much. Well, he's, co- he's, co- he's combined with a ninja and also the training of the army, which tells That's you to make right. do with what you find, like MacGyver. Yes, exactly, exactly. So he's, he's double dangerous. <laughs> Or half as dangerous. Half as, anyway, he runs off and rescues Patricia. Yes. And what we also find out is when Patricia, Patricia gets slapped, mm-hmm. Ronaldo says, no, don't. He says something like, leave the woman alone, as if to say, right. I'm in on this. Yes, I've completely blanked Ronaldo's existence from this scene altogether. Quite rightly. Yeah, uh, but he's yeah, yeah. a bystander in this, but he does drop his mask and say, she's not supposed to be killed. Right. As if to say, ah, I'm in on this. I, I should have picked up on that nuanced right. moment of uh, plotting. Acting. Acting, in fact. Yeah. Instead, what we get is a brief bit of romancing the stone, don't we? He, he rips off her heels of her stilettos and she says, yeah. hey, they're Italian and expensive. It's literally the That's same. literally what she said. Yeah. And then, then puts the knife through her skirt. Like a serial killer would. Yeah. He she's wearing a skirt. That's fine. Yeah. But it's not good enough for him. He wants to slice it in half and turn it into trousers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is or literally, clots, maybe, or something. That is literally an assault by the patriarchy. It is, also by a knife. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 not, a, it's not a good look. Uh, but in his defence, he hasn't. He still hasn't spoken. There's no communication. No. She's carping because she, despite being attacked by ninjas. What I love in this movie is that every time ninjas appear, no one goes, "What ninjas?" Yeah, <laughs> everyone just takes it on the chin. Oh, yeah. ninjas are here again. Mm-hmm. Everyone run. Um, and then the ba- and they are bad ninjas. They you'd have, you'd have thought ninjas not as in tough. No, 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 no. In the old-fashioned meaning of the yeah. word bad. Uh, they sort of like a barrel of potatoes, just sort of smash through the forest, looking for Patricia and uh, and Joe, who jump in a river and hold their breath. And the ninjas can't that they look at the river and wonder, well, where are they? And turn around to go home. Well, this scene also felt like it was choreographed by the serial killer Ted Bundy, right? Because he slices her skirt open with a big knife, mm-hmm. his butterfly knife, right? And then he grabs her by the mouth. Does he? And, and holds his hand over her mouth, almost Oh, yeah, that's right, well, he does. And cr- crouches down into yes. the bushes of her so they're not seen. Mm. And she's just, she's, she, says, she says to him, are you trying to kill me? Mm. Now, that's not something you'd say to someone who's rescuing you. No, it felt very much to me like the screenwriter had sort of got an idea of what a chase was, but on the day, someone with personal issues got involved in the choreography. Yes. Maybe Michael himself. Possibly. I don't I, know, I'm I, sure he's a nice person. I am pretty sure having watched this, that it's been choreographed by a middle-aged white man. Mm. Because the karate's terrible. Yes. The action's terrible. Yes. There's a great deal of misogyny running through it. Poor Patricia doesn't get a look in, really. She doesn't. She gets thrown off a roof at the end. Wouldn't it be fun if she was like a secret martial arts person so they could have like a dual Uh, thing going on at the end? That would make sense, wouldn't it? Because she's Mm. been out in the Far East as well. She's got moves. Yeah, she must have. Yeah. But no, she's just completely... Yeah, well, she mostly complains now after he's saved her life. Everyone else is dead, killed by ninjas, mm. and they're in the river. And then you sort of do a strange cut to later on, they're out of the river, and she's complaining that she's lost her comb or something. Well, she says, have you got a comb? <laughs> have you got a comb? And he goes, I've just rescued you from a load of... I mean, 
we know that they're not good ninjas, but you don't because you're only Patricia. It's a weird scene. It's one of those weird canon scenes you used to get in canon films where their system of culture mixes with the, our culture. Right, yes. It comes off as odd. It's like that <laughs> film they did called The Last American Virgin. Right, which I've not seen. The woman has to have an abortion in that. Oh, it's a very terif- you know, horrible scene. And when the man comes to see her in the hospital, he brings her a Christmas tree and some oranges, mm. which is an Israeli tradition, which right. in, the, in America they don't have. Oh, so okay. Weird, but, and in this, she is behind a bush in the nude... Well, is she? Because I thought well, it was such a lame film, she was probably wearing underwear. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And actually, the, the money shot is his body. Yeah. Because she's ogling him. I mean, that was quite... Yeah. That was quite... And he does look terrific. Oh, he does. Um, this is when he opens his mouth, by the way, and says, Are yes, you and okay? Yes, and says, are you OK? Yeah. <laughs> but she's ogling his six-pack. Yeah. And he does have one, which for yeah. the 80s is impressive. Very. Not as good as Steve James's six-pack, but he does no. have one. no. Um, and he is uncomfortable by her ogling him. This is the first part of where we get to see that he might be a homosexual. <laughs> yes, exactly. He has other interests. I think he does. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of the subtext. A lot of well, while rewatching these macho eighties films, there's a lot of subtext there. Yeah, about, which is interesting. Is this man actually gay, but having to pretend to be? Straight? He's also got his back to her. You know, mm. I wonder whether it's such a lame film that she's not wearing any clothes, but no, whether she's wearing her underwear. But the implication is that she's hiding in a bush, getting dry, and she's completely naked. And he's got his back to her, toweling himself down yeah. with his shirt I and mean, his top off for us a, all to look at. It's such a weird tone reversal as well, because usually in these films you'd get the man going, oh, I'm, I don't mean to look at you. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But she's doing that and he's being uncomfortable yeah. at it. But she's, she's like, still oh. wearing her pearls. So she's got yeah. her string of pearls on, so at least decorum is kept. Yeah. But he says, uh, you know, we, we should get going now. Mm-hmm. He says he's trying to dry the clothes off. Yes. So he's kind of like squeezing them out. That's right. And then when she starts ogling him, he goes, anyway, we better get going. <laughs> I just thought, wouldn't you enjoy a woman ogling you? Yes, or discuss what had just happened. Yeah. So, again, you sort of want her to go, ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Philippines? Yeah. Were they ninjas, It Michael? does need a moment like that, by the way. <laughs> All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Bagpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. You can't tell me what to do, you ain't my mother! I love when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up with a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Great big owl. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Smashbot. Nobody at any point, and in fact, when they go back to the base, uh, they they sort of say, oh, lucky we got back. And then Ronaldo quite quickly reports to the colonel, doesn't he? Seems like they were attacked by ninjas. Mm. And it, the colonel just goes, okay. Mm. be a perfectly natural thing to happen. And then he drops her off at her house. They get a fruit van. Yes. Back to the base. He drops her off at her, the colonel's house. Yes. And then he goes back and he gets in trouble for it. He gets threatened with a court-martial. Well, he... I couldn't quite work out what the logic of this... I mean, they say what the logic is, but it doesn't make sense. They, The American army are on a convoy with the colonel's daughter, the most precious thing to him. They get attacked. <laughs> no one fights back except for this one man. Everyone is killed apart from this one man. And Ronaldo. Oh, and Ronaldo. Cristiano. Um, and he saves the daughter's life. And when he gets back, the colonel, the Patricia's dad, says... How could you do that? You're going to be court-martialed. And I don't know quite what the crime is. No. And and it is for fighting back, isn't it? Yeah, getting everybody killed. Got, he got everyone Being killed. Being a hothead and getting everyone killed. That's right. Is the implication. You know, God he's forbid. been confined to base. Yes. That's usual at that point, isn't it? Yeah, and... Uh, I mean, this is a good bit. He says, according to witnesses' testimony and evidence, this massacre was the work of ninjas. And again, no one comments beyond that. Yeah, no, no, because it happens all the time. Yeah. And then they go, I've got his file. <laughs> Ronaldo says, I've got his file. His name is Joe Armstrong. Date yes. of birth? Unknown. Yeah. Place of birth? Unknown. It's very good. I quite liked that, actually, because yeah. he brought no sense of mystery, but at least his biography, his sort of background check, gave him a whiff of the stuff they could have just downloaded his Wikipedia page they could have done that would have been much quicker although it might have been altered by people <laughs> yeah, that's stupid right. hothead got his friends killed <laughs> yeah. don't he's really pretty just don't ask him to speak citation needed <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> actor citation needed but do we not go off to the rebel base first before uh... oh yeah sorry Ortega uh, here's the bad news that's right and um, uh, Mr Ninja Mr. Ninja. Tells him yeah. it was a Maoka Ninja. There's the voice. Sorry. We knew it was coming. We should probably do a time check. It was, <laughs> it was kind of inevitable, wasn't it? Uh, very sorry. And again, there was nothing really that the American Ninja did that marked him out as a ninja. Well, no, he said he had special skills. Special skills. Like holding his breath. Speak squeaky high voice. I think... Uh, I'm the American Ninja! I think it was running away. Running away. Well, he did some kicks and punches. And but some slowly, pushes. so slowly... He did, uh, well, this is the thing. He ran away and then hid, and that makes you a ninja, apparently. Oh, well. Who knew? Hey-ho. Mm. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, he says, and then uh, they basically say, well, you know, we'll have to... 
keep an eye on that one. Yes, they say uh, whatever he is, we may need to get rid of him. But yeah. not now. Let's not do anything about it now. No. We have we've got people coming tomorrow, Investors. and and again we don't know who the people are or why they're coming or what the purpose of their arrival might portend. Just these are definitely baddies with their own rival base on the other side of the island. People are visiting, maybe for lunch or dinner or afternoon tea, mm. um, and. Uh, we need to get rid of the American ninja, but the maybe best, in later time. The best fact about Ortega, actually, is that he voiced the dog Clem in the cartoon Rover <laughs> Dangerfield. <laughs> really? The cartoon of Rodney Dangerfield as a dog. Hey, Big Mouth, who asked for a wake-up call? He's man's best friend. Fetch, boy, fetch! You want it? You go get it. He's Rover Dangerfield, the dog who gets no respect. No respect at all. That's a lot to unpack, isn't it? Hey, you get no respect to the dog. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Not as a Frenchman. No, he's not French. He's American. Yeah, it's an extraordinary French accent, isn't it? It's a weird it? decision, because if someone says to you, Robert, yeah. you are going to play a man called Vincent Ortega. Yeah. I'll do it, I'll do it as a Frenchman. Yeah, the French Philippines, is that what he was responding I to? I suppose he is. Is that Did the French have the Philippines once back in the day? I think they did. I've got a vague memory did they, they did. I thought it was Spanish. Because I have been mm. on the Philippines Wikipedia page this morning trying to piece together what might have happened in this film. So maybe they were French. Maybe. But it's a you, decision. Well, he might have just gone... I mean, this is a spoiler. He is an arms dealer. But it is yeah. spoiling the, the suspense of wondering what on earth they're doing. These mattress smugglers. Um, he's an arms dealer. So he might have gone, arms dealer, that's French. He might have just said, look, I can do a French or I can do Indian. <laughs> it always sounds Welsh. Yeah, yeah. So and I'll he tried the French. Indian and they went, no, do it French, love. Do it French, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Points for the love at the end. Um, but yes, you're right. Ronaldo eventually, when Ronaldo hooks up with the colonel, we discover that a construction crew found Michael Dudikoff yes. on an island in the Pacific. Is the Philippines in the Pacific? See, this is where the, the Japanese bits are poking out. Yeah, the script, yeah. We? Well, the Japanese did invade the Philippines, according to the Philippines Wikipedia oh, okay. page. Okay. They were under Japanese rule, so having a loose Japanese man in the story is not impossible to imagine. But he was found on an island in the Pacific six years ago when he was knocked unconscious. This is Joe, by an explosion where they were blasting a road through the jungle. Yeah. Brought back to the United States with total amnesia. Total. Age sixteen in a reform school for almost killing a man. Hmm. Which is a good audition, I suppose, for the army. Bored him to death. Yes, and he was offered in... Yes, no, yes, exactly. Or, or his high-pitched voice made his ears bleed. He was given the choice of enlist in the American army, go to send to the Philippines, or go to jail. I mean, what are the chances that having been found on a Philippines island and sent back to America, got into trouble, and then enlisting in the American army, which has hundreds of bases all around the world, yeah. he gets sent straight back to the Philippines? Well, it's convenient. Well... Maybe he asked for it. Maybe it's a bit like the Mormons. You get to choose where you get to go around the world. He went, can I go? I want to go back to the place. Well, he wouldn't know where to go back to. He's got amnesia. He has. So it is just a coincidence. In many ways, this is like the, the film The Jungle Book. In which ways would that be? Well, if you think, you know in The Jungle Book at the end when he goes to the village to live with the people? Oh, yes. Imagine if it was an explosion yeah, 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 yeah. and then he lost his memory. Oh. And in many ways, Mr. Shin Yuga, or sorry, Mr. Miyagi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, Mr. Miyagi. Is, is that panther that raised him. Right, okay, yes. I think that's stretching it, possibly. Possibly. Because The Jungle Book is definitely a good story that keeps me engaged most of the way through <laughs> and definitely a bit moving at the end. And this was none of those things. You say that, 
And you'd be right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's unpopular the rest of the men now, as I discussed earlier, because yes. of his hot-headedness. Four bodies to impress a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, my, my biography title. <laughs> or it could be, no, uh, it could be Simon Cowles. Uh, yes, could be. Uh, but Ortega, meinwhile, has met with his buyers. He was talking yes, about it. One exactly. of them looks like a porn producer. Yes, he's got a big, fluffy, grey beard. Yes, looks very. He's, he seems to be French. Is he or <sighs> European? I'm not questioning it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not disputing it. I'm genuinely questioning it. I sort of tuned out. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. tall and bearded. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from his performance. But he's the kind of man who you'd expect to turn up at Burt Reynolds' party. Oh God, yes, he absolutely is. He's mm. also the kind of guy that, when it all kicks off right at the end, just stands there. By he his says helicopter. to Dudikoff at the end, "I hear you've got a jack cuck." <laughs> May I see it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but Shin, we find out that um, Ortega has got a secret gardener. Yes, he does. Uh, with not a euphemism. Yes, he. Uh, and this is where the Japanese Japanoisery of the music kicks in, and you suddenly go to a an ornamental lily pond about 10 feet away yep. where Mr Miyagi looks up from within the ornamental pond and just looks sort of wistfully at them all and you're going, ah, oh, I think you're a secret ninja, Mr Miyagi. He's a mute, you know. They found him wandering around in the, in the jungle. Is that what they say? World he's War a mute. Is still on. Oh, well, he's definitely found in the jungle thinking that World War II is still on, although when he finds, again, slight spoilery, when he finds a young American boy, he doesn't kill him no. or ask him, is the war over? He says, I shall now raise you in the ways of the ninja. He doesn't bayonet him and say that's no. for Hiroshima. No, no. It's, it's ask questions first, first. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it, you know, put it to you this way. Would you, You'd put aside war for the love of a child. Oh, uh, yes. Not like, not like that. He was quite a comely child, I thought. Yeah. Sort of nice blue-eyed, blonde-haired uh, guy. He looks good with a bow and arrow he later on. He certainly did. Again, Mowgli. Yes, Mowgli. You're absolutely right. See? This is the future life of Mowgli. Yeah. Right, I see what you this mean. This is Mowgli okay. being put through Rambo. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, ninja training camp. Exactly. Um, but yes, at this point, I think we might be um, we're jumping about a bit, but at this point after Joe has got back and everyone's hating him for standing up for the American army and trying mm. to save Patricia, he lies back on his bed and remembers his childhood being trained by Mr Miyagi in a little flashback, Yeah. which gives away everything, really. But then it doesn't give anything away because you don't care. No, you don't care. Because there's, you know, I'm not invested. I went, oh, right, so that's that's how that obvious tab slots into there. But Ortega takes uh, his boogie night investors to look at his ninja fighting school. Uh, oh, sorry, yes, yes you're it's absolutely It's basically loads right. of fat blokes running up a wall. But it's like total wipeout, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Like total wipeout. <laughs> and beardy porno man goes, very impressive. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what's really good is that there are definitely some sort of potato-shaped ninjas in the black suits. Yeah. And there are other ones in yellow suits and other ones in... Re- they look like they're in different hazmat suits. Yeah. And they're about to do It's a Knockout. And they're just sort of, again, very <laughs> lacklusterly sort of walking by each other or pushing. They sort of push each other and sort of trip over. There's a giant picture of a skeleton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I really exactly. enjoyed. <laughs> That's good. And there's an enormous drum yes. for beating ceremonially at times when you should be fighting people. I wanted that picture of a skeleton to be there just so you could go, ooh. Yes, and this is where we learn that the Black Star Ninja, Mr. Ninja, Adamant Ninja, is, yeah. and I quote, the top-ranking ninja outside of Japan. I want to know how that's decided. That's what I wanted to know as yeah. well. Uh, is it like a little committee that come mm-hmm. and watch him? I think it's like a squash ladder. You work your way up, <laughs> and then or you get knocked down. Yeah, you know, depending on how the game of ninja went. But and then he yes, because then he proves himself to the investors 
by murdering one of his own men. I know, which is very wasteful of resources. It's very wasteful. I mean, how much does it cost to train a ninja? I found myself wondering. I would like to know. I mean, that the ninja that he kills, oh, I don't know, it's a couple of weeks on youth training scheme, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not that much money. But you do go, why kill him? Yeah. Also, you don't know who he is because he's, he's got a mask over his face. Is that your mate, Graham? Yeah. It could be your best friend. It could be Graham. I hope he's called <laughs> Graham. Graham Ninja? Oh, no, I've killed Graham Ninja. Oh. We, we nearly finished that game we were playing. I know, we were playing, uh, yes, exactly, Ludo, I think yeah. they play. <laughs> That's what they play. Well, R.I.P. Graham, uh, with, but, with but, the angles. But now. thinking back to the 14-year-old me, that ninja training camp, which Oof. is straight out of Enter the Dragon, yeah. in my head, Enter Dragon training camp, mm. ninja training camp and American Ninja, same visceral energy, excitement, so, a bad memory. Do you think the... the, the yeah, well, uh, absolutely. But do you think the filmmakers were like, well, we could put a bit of Enter the Dragon here? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. It, but this is a patchwork film with lots of bits from other films in really... There's a big one coming up in a bit. Is there? Massive. Uh, Huge. OK, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, oh, the together. suspense. That's the first suspense I've had in this experience. Yeah, well, I like to provide. It's not uh, when he puts a bucket on his head, is it? No, no, no. no. That's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. You've ruined that for the listeners now. <laughs> Everyone's going to think you've just yeah, yeah, inhaled yeah, 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 acid. Yeah. yeah. Is there a scene with some bucket? Yes, yeah, there yeah, is, yeah. listeners. There, <laughs> there is. is. Um, but, yeah, so Jackson at this point, this is the bit that confuses me. Right, right OK. And back I'll at the base. explain why in a bit. Yeah, OK. But back at the base, Dudikoff, mm-hmm. Armstrong, sorry, is working on an engine of a truck. This is a great moment. Now, in mm. Death in Paradise, we have this a lot. And you can look for it in loads of story of the week, uh, TV shows and films, which is known as actors interacting with objects they mm. don't understand yeah and he's just got a spanner and he's just sort of rubbing it on on the engine block i have to pick you up there right because he does do a bit of business he picks up a spray can and goes <laughs> as well <laughs> but he looks so unsure he looks like he has no it's fucking so clue good and it's again it's that thing where you go on the day they went well, what am i going to do well you know just do something with the yeah. engine and he can't say but wants to say but I'm an actor. I have no actual practical skills or ability beyond mm. standing and speaking in a slightly squeaky voice. Mm. So they go, oh, just use the spanner and the bit of WD-40. Because that's what you do with engines, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, OK. Yeah, you move the spanner back and forth and go... I did really enjoy that. It's just those little moments where you go, they haven't thought this through at all. No, 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 no. But also, this comes into play later, which I'll pick up later. I've written it down. OK. But Curtis comes up to him and says... Hey, you. Yeah, I, I hear you're think some you're kind of a tough guy. Tough, tough guy. Getting all yeah. those guys killed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you... He basically says, I think you and I should have a fight. Yeah. Right. Hey! So you're the new driver, huh? Hey, come here. I hear you think yourself to be some kind of a tough guy. A karate boy. Hey, I'm talking to you, hero. And they do... He flips him about six times in a row. Yeah. But slowly, and slowly, sort of bag of grade four flipping. Yeah, like it's been rehearsed six or seven yeah, times. Yeah. Also, they move from the sort of parade ground area onto a little palm potted area, sort of like a boxing ring with a nice little sort of green mat underneath mm-hmm. and a convenient hose lying around. So they go into a little ornamental garden for their fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, although we, we did point out earlier, it's off season. It's not right, yes, it so is off-season. every time you see one of them, or particularly Jackson, because he's wearing a yeah, tight yeah. vest, he's more sweaty or less sweaty in each shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, which is maybe I'm thinking what yeah, the hose maybe. was for, to cover that up. Yeah, but anyway, um, 
this is this scene feels like they've watched some of those crazy Jackie Chan films where right, okay. they use bits yes. uh, lying around. Like the bit where he basically what happens is he flips him about six times. Yes. And then when Jackson says, Right, well we're gonna have a fight now, yeah, yeah. Dudikoff puts a bucket on his head. Yes. After what rinsing him with the bucket. Yes. And sits there and points at it. As if to go uh, I am feeling the force. I am Luke Skywalker, mm. not using all of my skills, and I can, I can hear the disturbance in the midi chlorians mm-hmm. as you move for me, and I will still defeat you despite having a metal bucket on my head. Yes, and he does. He does, and there was a bit of me that quite liked that. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to be sneery, but I thought that is what a ninja would do. An American, like a Japanese ninja, might put something else on their head, like a teapot. Uh, turned upside down, sort of tea leaves dribbling down their face, but an American ninja, a big alloy bucket. Well, this is the kind of scene that in one of those Japanese films, instead of an American ninja doing this, you'd have a wizened old man with a long beard, so yes. he could chuckle and play with the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So basically, you liked this, Yeah. so did Curtis Jackson, because he says, hey, Curtis Jackson is man enough to admit when he's wrong. Yes. Hey, Joe's all right, everyone. I know, it's all over. Yeah. So that... that... And they all applaud him. Yes, but... It... <laughs> It is a terrible fight, but if you imagined it had been a good fight, mm. then it would have been earned. Also, I like the way he talks about himself in the third person. Oh, right, yes, Curtis yes. Curtis Jackson's man. Yeah, that's always a it. sign of good mental health, isn't yes. it, when you talk about yourself in the third person. Oh, maybe this, maybe, um, maybe, right? Yeah. Maybe Joe Armstrong is his Tyler Durden. Oh, okay. Yeah. We do see them in the same shot. Yeah, They're yin see... and yang. One is black, one is white. You know, <sighs> uh, ebony and ivory. Living together in perfect harmony, yeah, yeah, yeah. side with, by side on my that's piano. Right. One of them with a stroke the... keyboard. Yes, <laughs> I like the way he puts that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to say in case anyone's yeah, pedantic. Yeah. Well, it's got the it's electricity arrived. You know, post Dylan, we have electric. Yeah. Uh, and one of us with a bucket on our head. Yeah. I mean, yes, okay. I mean, if they had, I mean, they do. There is a version of this film where they do join forces and they do sort of towards the end. But a buddy-buddy and sort of 48 hours type movie would have been quite exciting at this yeah. point. Because Jackson has great ninja... No, karate skills. Yeah. He hasn't got the ninja skills. No. He can't put a bucket on his head. No. But he's got good karate skills. And he clearly does have good karate skills, unlike Michael Dudikoff, I think. And he who, says to Dudikoff, in a minute, actually, because Dudikoff gets punished because Ronaldo comes out and says, Hey, right. you asshole. Yeah. He doesn't say that, I'm just... I'm doing better acting than him. And he says, you're in trouble now. I saw what happened. Yes. And Jackson goes, hey, it wasn't him. It was me. Yeah, exactly. No, he pretends they were showing everybody, right, yeah. everybody, that's how you do a flip. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Which I thought was totally plausible because yeah. the the because the because the fight had been so lackluster, it did look like an exhibition fight. It did. Unlike the exhibition fight they'll do in about 10 minutes' time, which we don't see at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, but Ronaldo's got it in for uh well, He's Michael, got orders from above, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Hasn't he yeah. just? Because we find out later this goes all the way to the top, Robert. Yeah, it, well, is the cur- yes, it does go to the top. I say top, comma, Robert, not <laughs> yeah, the top, yeah, Robert. That's right. Yeah. Um, but So um, American Ninja gets put on bin duty. Yes. Where he's emptying bins. And Jackson yes. also goes, hey, you're really good. Me and you yeah. could quit the army and we could like do exhibition fights. Fair point, I thought. We'd make a fortune. You know, because they're both, I mean, he's, Jackson is a sergeant of some sort, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, Armstrong is a private of some sort. They're earning next to nothing. They'd make a lot more money doing WWF back in America. Yeah. Um, but Michael answers, doesn't he? Jackson answers, I don't want to fight. I don't I don't want to fight. I don't like crowds. And I don't need money. Yeah. 
Um, and that's about the longest speech she does, almost the longest speech she does, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Which is a shame, because you sort of think, why don't you... Because you don't like the army. No. Because they've got you on bin duty. Why don't you go off and be an exhibition karate fighter? Do something. You yeah. wasted your life. Exactly, exactly. Although he also tells Jackson just straight up, um, oh, I lost my memory a few years ago. Yes. I got amnesia. <laughs> my memory was wiped out. Yeah, I know. And then that's just sort of left. Because Jackson yeah. goes, all right, fair enough. Yeah. It's a long story. Okay. I lost my memory a few years ago. My whole childhood is completely wiped out. I remember bits of things sometimes. Like dreams. Well, we're now going to go to Patricia. Because oh, yeah. Patricia has, despite the fact that she's crossed that uh, her bow doesn't carry a comb when uh, they go in a river, yeah. she, despite also not having seen him since... Despite him nearly trying to kill her. Yes, yeah. knifing her in the groinal region, yeah. near the groinal region, Yeah. Decides, and she's once again in a car going to an unspecified destination, being driven by Charlie. Yeah. Says, turn the car around. There's yeah. something I want to do. Uh, and you kind of know what it is. Um, and then we get the display ninja fighting, but we come in after it's finished. Yeah. So in the pre, so the 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 scene we've just seen is Patricia. It's a brief cutaway, but the scene before that was Jackson saying, "No, no, I'll never do display ninja fighting." Mm-hmm. But the very next thing we see him do with um, arms... No, we saw Armstrong say, I'll never do ninja fighting. Yeah. And now we see they've just done some display ninja fighting. He's mm. not a man of his word. And are now, like, best, best friends. Like, yeah, yeah. But you would be, because I like Curtis so much, yeah. Sweaty, yeah. tops off, arms round each yeah. other. But I noticed that uh, Joe is in bare feet and uh, Jackson's wearing socks. Oh. <laughs> it's really sweet. Again, it just points out how... One is real and one isn't. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Paul is dead all over again. It is, that is, that's See? right. He's wearing socks. I want a scene at the end of the film. I want someone to edit a scene at the end of the film, like in Fight Club, where you see all those scenes again. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be good. Well, it would at least make you think for the first time. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> You'd go, It'd make oh, you stand up and go, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> You go, maybe they weren't. And you go, oh, they were. Yeah. yeah. No, it was not as interesting as all maybe that. Maybe that would explain his acting because Jackson's imagination is so bad. Yes. That you yes. can only imagine someone who can't talk very well. Well, I keep forgetting his name because his acting is so bad. I never stuck a name to that face. Uh, we then start a new film, don't we, after oh, yeah. this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we now go... Gun. We Well, it it is Top Gun, that is true. But it's mm. sort of also, I thought, sort of the go-between... A bit of L.P. Hartley or maybe yeah. uh, Bennett's wooing of Harcourt in uh, another country. Because this is now about, could you deliver a note for me, Charlie yes, says. Yes, I've got a note. I, I, I'm meeting a girl. Could you deliver a note, Jackson? Jackson says, I can't. I'm on duty. I know. And also, Charlie doesn't in any way set it up with Jackson. Jackson just knows in his just bones. Just knows. Um, so, yeah. So, right, Charlie Jackson. could go, but can't. decides he won't deliver this note. Well, Charlie can't go because he's got a hot date. No, but he, he's got a hot date, but he can't go because he's got some duty. Yeah. Jackson says... No, no, Charlie hasn't got a duty. He's got a hot date. But Jackson says, I can't go because I'm on duty. Right. And then Michael Dudikoff goes, I'll go. And they Despite say, the fact that I'm confined to base. You're confined to base. And he goes, oh, I'll get off base. Yeah. And then he says to Charlie, all right, well, you fill in for him doing that duty. That's right. Which is sort of, again, you think it's setting up for a farce. It's gone a bit Ray Cooney. So suddenly Charlie, the driver, is now dressed in Jackson's clothes doing duties whilst yeah. Michael Dudikoff is confined to base. Yes. But he's now off on... Uh, 
Steve James's <laughs> motorbike. Yeah, because they say, how are you going to get off base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily for him, there's a big On concrete Tom ramp. Yeah, there up. is. It's just a ramp. I don't even think it's concrete. It's just a wooden ramp. Did you notice that when he jumps over the wall and lands, the motorbike <laughs> looks like it got totally fucked? Yeah, it really does. It's a really heavy landing, Yeah, isn't it, it looks like it would just completely break. And that's when the chips music, the, uh, the synthesizers yeah. come in. And off you go. Uh, and... I think I'm going to say something contentious, which is I quite enjoyed this little interlude. I was yeah. so bored, so bored by the Kung Fu and the ninja stuff. Not bored, but just so underwhelmed that here's a guy going to meet Charlie's date, not realising it was set up by Patricia all along as yeah. a way of getting him to go to the country club. And what did the note say? But it's like, got you, isn't it? And it's quite yeah. a sweet note from Charlie, who I suppose changed his opinion of... Uh, Joe, even though Joe didn't try and stop him being thrown through a plate glass because window. Because Jackson has got such influence over this platoon. If oh, that's he says right. something's yeah, good, yeah, it's yeah. good. Do you know that is true? That yeah. is so true. You're absolutely right. So they, they go on a romantic date. Uh, they do. They they go on a motorbike ride through a blossomy street. A sexy sax plays. Mm. And you're sort of going, oh, okay. It's like an 80s vi- uh, you know, pop video. They go to a nice restaurant. And who's at the restaurant? Well, only bloody Ronaldo. And... Uh, Vincent Ortega or whatever yeah, his name is yeah. yes and he the just baddie. waves at him yeah uh, hello and then um, Joe's like oh I shouldn't be here and she goes oh don't worry Ronaldo's a pussycat yeah that's right that's right Oh, he, and she says oh don't worry about him he owns a big plantation on the other side of the island dad really likes him which cues up <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying enough attention to realise that that was what was being queued up I just thought mm. oh his dad really likes him fair enough um, and Ronaldo says, well, I could arrest him for breaking, uh, for leaving the base. Yeah. But the baddie goes, no, I want him dead. I'm dead. Yeah. And Which seems fair enough. Yeah. He says, no, I want him dead. Mm-hmm. And I know just how. Yeah. And but the plan is, say. it turns out, is get ninjas to try and attack him again. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Ninja. <laughs> that is true. And again, this is where you sort of go, the geography of this island is odd because they finish their dinner go back to um, Patricia's house. Yeah. She invites him she in. invites him in. He says no. She's to start like, off with. No. Come on, come in. And he Wouldn't does the go in. Wouldn't Colonel see him? I don't know. But he's a ninja. He's a ninja. He's Wouldn't very Wouldn't he hear quiet. his squeaky orgasm? <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, Patricia. Right, there, you, a mouse in there. <laughs> and then he'd slip out through the window. I mean, that is the advantage of being a ninja. Well, I thought... You can come and go unseen. Oh, yes, yes, very yes. good. Uh, the only trouble is when he's finished he leaves a puff of smoke um, <laughs> just I thought dry that... desiccated spunk <laughs> oh god <laughs> never mind um, I thought the thing because Ronaldo comes in um, to the barracks in the morning yes I thought the thing was going to be that Joe wasn't there but that I because seeing how he had to escape going up a ramp to get over these high walls you go well we're going to have to learn how he gets back in he's got a motorbike, mm. he's confined to base. When he presents himself to the military police at the entrance, they'll go, well, what are you doing out? That's solitary confinement, mate. And yeah. why have you stolen that motorbike? But he's just lying on his bed, almost as if the whole thing up to this point had been a dream. Yeah. But Ronaldo says to him, you're in big trouble, Buster. Yeah. He says, you're going to the motor pool. And what? I thought, but he was in the motor pool yeah. yesterday. It's sort of stranger than that, because this is one of those bits where you go as a screenwriter. So he says... You don't like the hard work, right? Mm. You'd rather be driving around town, right? Well, I'll have you driving, right? And you're thinking, yeah, driving you around the bend by cleaning latrines or or uh, going on a 40-mile walk. But he goes, report to the motor pool. Yeah. And you go, 
But he does like drive. You've just established he does like driving. Yeah. And you're sending him to a driving job. So he's done well, yes. So yeah. we're pleased with how he's done. You really? like driving. Do you want to do multiple duty? Should have a car run over his testicles. Exactly. <laughs> that would <laughs> that be would Might make his voice a bit high. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh, bloody hell! But he's sent to pick up a truck and then is told to take it to the docks. The portside warehouse. Yeah. Not the starboard side warehouse, no. because that would be stupid. stupid. <laughs> the portside warehouse. And again, it's another lorry transporting. We know not what. Yeah. We know not why. And it turns out that it is very important, but sort of bolted on subsequently. You never guess what happens, though. It's a ninja ambush. It's a ninja ambush. This is all Ortega's plan. That's right. That he tried before. He sets... So, this... We briefly talked about this before the podcast started. This, I've written down in my notes, as the warehouse debacle. Yeah. So, Joe... He's got this lorry transporting we know not what, taking it to warehouse five, the portside warehouse. And he goes into the warehouse and he discovers that there is a ninja or two up in the rut. Not by the door, not with guns or swords that as soon as he walks in, they shoot him. But at some distance from him in the rafters is a ninja with a bow and arrow. No, with a spear first, isn't it? Yeah. He throws the spear very slowly and he sort of steps to the side and the spear misses. Then a couple of guys with bow and arrows shoot. He mm -hmm. grabs those from the air, or yeah. or does he just step to one side? He steps to one side. And then the sort of Clive Dunn ninja climbs down a rope really slowly. Really slowly, yeah. Very, very slowly in, indeed. Um, then we've got a ninja that jumps down again. They've just put themselves so far away, mm -hmm. and Joe knifes that ninja. Then these, there's another ninja. We're on ninja, as I have noted this, we're on ninja four now who's standing on a bag of rice, yes. and the rice begins to topple. Terrible ninja. You yeah. go, w w who gave me these bad ninjas? Mm. The rice begins to topple, so Joe puts his sword through the rice bag, spears that ninja. There's a fifth ninja up in the rafters again. He has no bow, no sword. He's got a throwing star, but he falls into a box which has a mattress in it. Because mm. oh, Does he throw, does Joe throw a knife at him? Doesn't he... Pick up the throwing star that missed him. Oh, right, and throw, and throw it back, which yeah. is canon, I suppose. Yeah. Then it becomes briefly uh, Inspector Clouseau and Cato. As we go into a room where we don't <laughs> go into the room, but it's lit and you can see shadows of three different ninjas mm. who decided the best way to kill the American ninja coming in through the door was to hide in a separate room that was lit so that every time they moved by a window, their, their silhouette would be thrown onto the window. And then after a brief gap, they get thrown through the glass. That's another three down. We're up to about Ninja 10 now. There's yeah. another one on the roof who throws down some kind of... Net? No. Oh. That's in about five minutes' time. Oh, right, OK. First, we've got that boring chain that he grabs and then pulls that ninja down. We now get ninjas, 11, 12, 13 and 14, who are in the roof with the net. You're right. absolutely yeah. right. So they jump down, having waited all of this time. Joe's been crossing backwards and forwards across the floor of this warehouse all of this time. They jump down with the net and trap him, but he's got a sword, so he slices through that. And then the best moment, which is there's a bank of barrels behind Joe. And he puts his sword for no apparent reason, a bit like he was playing The Price is Right or something, into yeah. one of the barrels and out of it, like a jack-in-the-box, pops a ninja's You're head. Because right, yeah. there was a ninja who thought the best way to kill the American ninja was, I'll get in this barrel <laughs> and I'll pull the lid down on top of my head yep. and I'll just wait. Mm. He'll never know amongst these 15 barrels that I'm in this barrel. Yeah. He's an American ninja. And so he slices him. Uh, we're now on to Ninja 16. And he has a ball of string and throws 
it at uh, Joe and it wraps around his wrist but yes. Joe then throws two swords and then either kills ninjas number 16 and 17 or kills 16 and 15 got up again and has been killed for a second time because I think they haven't done due diligence on how many no. ninjas there are no, yeah. but there are now 16 dead ninjas on the floor all of whom agreed that they would take it one at a time before yeah. attacking Joe not one of them with a gun mm-hmm. and Joe has killed them all mostly by wiping his sword against their sort of waistcoats and you're about 15 minutes further into the film and you just want to go and have a lie down and a sleep but he gets uh, doesn't he isn't it at that point he gets on a motorbike um he does get on a motorbike but we now get the Raiders of the Lost Ark copy we do but it's also there's a strange you feel that we're missing a bit because there are two stooges outside which we've not Mm. mentioned because the warehouse sequence was so exciting Mm. it's not even as we know the only warehouse sequence we've got another one coming up there are two stooges outside who were the first people to say go into that warehouse Joe that's warehouse five and they've locked him into the warehouse but before we get the Indiana Jones sequence Michael just Joe just appears on the roof yeah just he just I don't know climbed out of a window I don't know you feel there's a bit missing there is and then he goes down you're absolutely right and we've got a motorbike and sidecar and this sequence quite good yeah quite liked this because he's got a man riding the motorbike he gets in the sidecar and he starts punching the man while he's riding the motorbike all the while a truck's coming at him to hit him yeah yeah his truck being driven by the other stooge I did find myself going why doesn't he just go home yeah what, what so why is he trying to get the lorry back you know because mm. he lost all of those lorries in that first convoy mm. he's not averse to losing a lorry but here he's going I'm going to risk my life one more time to get my they've stolen my lorry mm. for heaven's sakes I've got to get that lorry back but cut a long story short he is thought to have been killed by yes. the stooge who runs over the motorbike not knowing that Joe has actually got on underneath the That's truck. right, and is holding onto the axle, not yeah. spinning round and round and round no, and round. that would be ridiculous. <laughs> ludicrous. And I do remember, that's the only bit of the whole movie that I remembered from my childhood, the fact he can hold onto the underside of a lorry for at least three or four miles up to the Rebel base. He goes back to Ortega's house. That's right. And they, they, put, him, they put the truck in a shed, that's and they right. open what's in the back, and it's this most ridiculous... Tin foil looking bazooka I've ever with seen a in my sort life. of Asda shopping basket attached to the side. Yeah, it looks like something my son would make to take to school yes. as a weapon. That's right. And you'd yeah. go, no, love. I think uh, Dad needs to help a bit. Yeah, because this looks really bad. This is a cardboard tube, and you've put tin foil on it. Yeah, and and a wire. Yeah, sellotaped a wire to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like ha, yes. ha, ha, yeah. Ha, ha. But Joe, uh, in the meanwhile, because he doesn't know what's in the truck, he sneaks no. out when they're all gone and goes and has a look. But there's one guard left in the there shed. There is, isn't there? He Not very good him. ninja skills, Joe. No. That's the guard poor. sees him and he knocks him out, but the guard make, fires a shot. Yes. So Joe... This is warehouse sequence two. Yeah, that's right. And dear right. God, it's boring. He basically just climbs up to the rafters Well, and what he out. learned from the last warehouse sequence is, is if you're in a ninja fight, get into the rafters. Yeah. Like, if you're in the building and someone's coming in, hide in the rafters. Mm. Uh, and then he very noisily runs around. Well, not that noisy. Some of it is noisy. Some of it is suspiciously quiet. Yeah. And again, climbs through a hole in the roof. Mm. But once he's through the roof, people see him. They shoot at him, and he just runs about a bit. But he gets out. And he runs into the woods, and then he bumps into Mister Miyagi. Mister Miyagi. He says something to him. Yes. Something like, "Ah, you are a nice boy. Run that way." Yes. And and uh, Joe says, "Who are you?" Yeah. And Mister Miyagi says, "You will know." when the time is right. Who are you? You will know when the time is right. Our paths will meet again. What do you mean? Your karma and mine, they are connected. 
gone. And you want to go, why doesn't Joe go, no, tell me now. Yeah, a bit vague. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just what, no, I, my question still stands, who are you? Mm-hmm. You, you appear to be a Japanese hangover from the Second World War. Why have you just saved my life? And pointed out this secret tunnel that I suppose he does know rather than the rebels, you know. Sorry, that, that was a, a, a sigh of longer. The, uh, just what it's like revisiting this for this long. Yeah. I mean, it's a great tragedy to say it wouldn't have even been quicker if we'd watched it a second time. no. No, no, <laughs> We're no. still quicker than watching it. No. But yes, Mr Miyagi sends him on his way and we sort of cut to him being back at the base. And he gets arrested for stealing equipment. That being the lorry, what's he stolen? I think the lorry. Is it? I think they're, they're they trying really to frame worry him about for being behind all of That's these That's right. Thefts. And it's only now, about an hour into the film, where I start to realise that there are people at the American base who are selling weapons to the rebels uh, so that when they complain, oh, we keep being stolen from, that's a fib. They're yeah. actually setting up the stealing, and the yeah. rebels are now selling it to the tall Burt Reynolds actor from Boogie Nights, who's yeah. going to buy it for $4 million. Yeah. So I now understand this is secret arms dealing. Yeah, and Joe's been put in the jail, and Ortega says yeah. to Adamant Ninja, yeah, go yeah. there tonight and kill him. That's right. So he does go there, yeah. kills loads of guards. That's right. And again, Joe gets blamed for it. Yes. Whilst having a mini fight with Adamant. Yeah, but also, again, what's really strange, so Joe's in his cell and Mr Ninja cuts the electrics to the to the building, climbs in, kills a few people, and Joe manages to escape and they start racing around the base. And I'm sort of going, why isn't Joe shouting, there's a ninja on the base! Yeah. Everyone, there's a ninja! He tells Jackson. Maybe he knows that he can't trust yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really strange. That, and then the fight that they have is silent and mm. you're going... You're an American soldier. He's a Japanese ninja warrior. I've heard the highest ranked ninja warrior outside of Japan. Why aren't you just calling for backup or the military police to come? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he's mistrusted. That way, well, yes, but there comes a point where you have to rely on the fact that they will, you know, um, be on your side a little bit against the ninja. No. Uh, but you're right. The ninja escapes and he goes and talks to Jackson because he, he says, knows. Bring me a jeep. Yeah. But in half an hour, not now, not in now. half an hour. Half an hour, because he's wanted now, Yeah, Joe. So he brings a jeep, but he also brings Patricia. Mm. And he says, why is she here? And she yeah, says, yeah. we can go and tell my dad. Yes. He'll believe us. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So they go there, they tell him, and the colonel says, hey, no problem, you guys stay here, I'll call the military police. Yeah. But he's brought Ronaldo. That's right, it turns out they're all in on it. Mm. Or at least certainly Ronaldo and the colonel are in on it. Yeah, so... They say to Joe, you're under arrest. And he jumps out of the window and leaps into a jeep. And my favourite bit is when a guard comes out to shoot at Joe. Mm. Jackson kicks the rifle out. Yeah, yeah. And the guy turns to him and Jackson literally goes, sorry. (laughs) I know, it's It's very British. It's really Sorry about that. Sorry, mate. Yeah. I want him to get away. He drives off. And this is the bit I remember from the film. Right. More than anything else. Yeah. Is that Ronaldo chases him. Yep, in a jeep. And we've got some proper Garth Marenghi car driving. It's literally in a black room with air being blown. Yes, you're absolutely right. And And they have a minor car chase yep. Ronaldo drives very slowly Yes, and it's like Down that bit slope. in Top Secret where the two cars <laughs> tap each other yes, and right. he bumps into a tree and it goes <laughs> into the biggest explosion it's like yeah. the end of the Death Star yeah he just he rolls down a very light slope like it's on the edge of a croquet field yeah. and then touches a tree and then explodes. explodes poor old Ronaldo well he deserved it I don't know. I think the Colonel is more culpable than Ronaldo. He's in hell now with Tony Scott. He is, yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Um, So then the Colonel says, Ortega comes to the Colonel's house. Yeah. And he says, look, this is too big now. I want to back out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but as insurance. Yeah. Adam Antninger has snuck in and stolen Patricia. That's right. Who is packing or just poodling about? But he horrifically chloroforms her and then yeah. stabs her in the neck with some sort of injection. Yeah, yeah, some horrible like. He's got like injection. a multi-purpose ninja suit. Well, as we're about, as we're to, about discover. to find out. Yeah. So they basically we have this big showdown at Ortega's house. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Joe gets there and Joe does the greatest move I've ever seen. Right. Where he stamps on a man's nuts to the extent where they put in a sound effect like. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely it's brilliant. right. It's like it he's grinding them yeah, 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 into yeah. the dust. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Well, I think probably because the guy had a very deep voice and it made yeah. Joe jealous. <laughs> Just went, I sound like you now. <laughs> but oh, this is my favourite bit, right? He yeah. runs into Ortega's base with the mission to... Rescue know, Patricia, rescue you'd Patricia. have thought. And it's night time. Yeah, yeah. And he bumps into Mr Miyagi and he says, do you want to come in for a cup of tea? Yeah, and he yeah, goes, all right. And they go in and then they have this massive long chat. Yeah, so I've written down here, Patricia is being raped. A lovely tea interlude. Yes, and because, flashback. Yes, uh, but also they spend the night together, Mr Miyagi and Joe. Yeah. Uh, and he delivers... Subtext. Yes, he yeah. delivers the best line. Yeah. Uh, this is Joe. He goes, when Mr Miyagi reveals, I am the master who found you when you were six years old, uh, I, uh, you know, I trained you, Joe says, there's so much I remember, but there's also so much I don't remember. Wow. And you just go, that is profound. It's like Oliver. <laughs> it is like Even Oliver. Even the he's, same voice. He's got, he's got the locket. Yeah. And then Mr Miyagi's got the other locket. Where <laughs> is Ninja? <laughs> uh, but basically, he gives him his ninja costume and says, now you yeah. can wear this. These are all your ninja weapons. Yeah, and they're good, those they weapons. Good. They you, good. You go, Couldn't you have given them to him last time you met? No. No, OK. Yeah, and, and Miyagi puts on his, his flares. Yes. Red flares. Yes, I thought it was a skirt. Is it trousers? These are culottes at They're the very big, least. Big trousers. Big trousers. MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah. And they have a final showdown. With yes. The, Ortega's Boogie Nights men have come to buy the weapons. That's right. And they're like, here they are in this container. Yeah. And then Joe t- gets on top of the container and starts firing arrows into the ground. Yes, doesn't aim at them. No. But he wants to warn them that he's standing on top of a big lorry. But not a good move when all the men are holding yeah, machine guns. That's right. And when they, they shoot shooting. at him, he just runs away. Yeah. This is quite. This, Ninja. this was quite a confused ending. Quite yeah. a, sort of a lot of made sound. up on the spot. Yeah, totally made up mm. on the spot. And there's an element of Patricia being held hostage, and then that goes away a bit. There's an element of uh, the American Ninja Joe having to give up his weapons. Yeah. But then, magic, both capital M and sort of metaphorical, starts to happen. Because does Mister Miyagi apparate? He apparates. Yeah. And goes back to back with Joe with ninja masks. That's on. right. And they beat up everybody. And then at one point he teleports. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. So he disappears, and then they're about to shoot Joe. And he dissolves. It's like a, it's like he's gone up in the in uh, you the know the Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. Dissolves out of the shot. Yeah. And then reappears just in time to take a knife. Yeah. Because Joe is an American ninja, dressed as an American ninja with all of the weapons. You'd have thought you've just plucked it out of the air or yeah, dodged yeah, it. Yeah. But Mr. Miyagi decides to put his body in between him and Joe and die Dies. heroically. Yeah. He lays down his life so that the American ninja can live. So then the American ninja and Adamant basically decide the best way to have a fight is then to do the Krypton Factor. <laughs> That's so true. Run up and down walls, climb up yeah, ropes. Yeah, well, they go to the training base, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And uh, the Adamant decides that he's going to run through the um, the climbing frame with the strange swinging objects on. Yeah. And, the, and Joe doesn't go, oh, I'll just run round that and yeah. wait for you at the other end. No. Joe goes, oh, I better run through the same thing. Yeah. And then when Adamant goes up one rope, Joe doesn't go, well, I better go up and follow him. He goes, oh, I'll go up this other rope to the side because it's sort of more aesthetically pleasing if we both go up at a similar 
time. And it's at this point where Adamant, Mr. Ninja, hmm. uses the secret flamethrower power he has yes. to burn the rope. Yes, and he's also got a secret gun. He has a secret gun, and in case you worry that it's getting a bit silly, he also has a secret laser finger. That's right, I'd have led with that. <laughs> you think early doors, mm. back in the convoy, when Patricia, just after Charlie got his head thrown through the glass, do the laser then? Yeah. Just sweep the laser across your field division, cut everyone in half, they yeah. fall in half, you get whatever was in the lorries. Absolutely. Also, disappointing that during this Krypton Factor fight, this picture of a skeleton didn't come to life. Yes, exactly. And fight them. Yes, like uh, the Stave Puff pastry. You, yeah. That's what you sort of want coming yeah. down on them. Uh, but to draw a veil over this ghastly. Yeah, Joe ending, kills him. Joe kills him. Blow, and then Patricia has to go in the helicopter with um, Ortega, who's now killed the investors and taken that's the money. That's right. So he's got the money, he's got Patricia's insurance, he gets into the helicopter. Good stunt coming up. Yeah. Uh, Joe jumps onto the helicopter and I thought it was a good stunt but the, the helicopter's got a convenient brace all the he way does, around he does and so drives at about 6 foot 5 yeah. above the ground so that it's good grabbing height but he grabs and in the meantime Jackson has got the bazooka that my son made at preschool that's right with the Asda shopping basket shopping attached basket. to the side and when Joe leaps out of the helicopter with Patricia onto the roof which the helicopter pilots gladly you know happily yeah, yeah, yeah. let them get out yeah, yeah. Uh, they blow up the helicopter and that is the end and that is the end no it's not because uh, Joe has jumped out of the helicopter with Patricia. They've landed on the roof. The helicopter explodes. Then Joe throws Patricia down to the ground where Jackson catches oh, her. Yes, you're right. And then we do a very slow zoom in on the American ninja's face. And he just stands there. And he sort of looks like he's going, who have I left the gas on? Yeah. Or, oh, I, you know, um, I think I, I'm not sure I double locked the front door. He's, he's, he's thinking... Ninjas? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Yeah. And that's when it ends. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it was... It was No, it wasn't challenging. Talking about it has made it worse. Yeah. If I'm honest, it's not been the therapy or catharsis I was hoping no, for. No, it's just raised more questions, really, hasn't it? <sighs> Could we not be doing something other with our time? Could go to the pub. Could go to the pub, watch Top Gun. That's a good film with the motorbike sequence. Coming soon. So what's the rating of Top Gun on IMDb when I looked it up? I don't know. 6.9. Is it? We live in terrible times. 69. 69, nice. exactly. But can you imagine one of the greatest action films ever made and people just think, oh, it's 6.9. Right, we've reached the point where I'm going to ask you some yeah, very okay. quick questions because we're getting kicked out. Yeah, that's minutes. absolutely fine. So, Robert. Hi. Who is the best, Arnie or Sly? I don't. I mean, truthfully, 1980s, Sly is better. 1990s, Arnie is better, I okay. think. What is the best action movie of all time, in your opinion? Well, this, this caused me sleepless nights. Literally, I woke up in the middle of the night in a panic because I, I'd want to go to Die Hard Early Doors, but no, no, I don't think it is. After long consideration, there is only one correct answer. It is The Matrix. Oh, that's a good question. Because uh, I remember when I saw The Matrix, I came out and was so impressed by the bullet time, by mm. the storytelling, by the manga, that I tried to run up a lamppost and fell over. Oh. 1999, outside Swiss Cottage. Is that an exclusive story? That's an exclusive story. But I think The Matrix, for bang for its buck, because Die Hard w is brilliant, as are so many of those Arnie and Sly films. True Lies, for example, mm. apart from the appalling striptease scene, which means it's unwatchable now. Jamie Lee Curtis does a strip tease to her husband who doesn't go, love, it's me. I quite like that scene. I think it's problematic. Well, it is, but, 
you know, not when it's supposed to it's supposed to play out that he goes, hey, it was me all along. No, I know. We're in love. We're having this saucy moment. But he sort of gets cross. That oh, anyway, let's not go into do it do some more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do think it slowly. it's I think it's problematic. Okay. Um, yeah, so terrorists take over a skyscraper. You can take three celebrities yes. with you to stop them. Who are you taking up the shard and why? Uh, I'm taking up the shard. Uh, I think the first person I'd want to have at my side would be the actor Tom Cruise. I think he's been training for so long yeah, for this and I think he'd think he was action Jackson Tom Cruise person and he'd go well I can fly helicopters and I can do this and that but we'd need somebody to uh, tell him what to do so I'd take Professor Heinz Wolf to um, <laughs> get all of the rubber bands and other like office furniture and stationery and they'd get together so you've got Heinz Wolf telling Tom Cruise this is how you're going to bungee jump out of the window yeah uh, and then you'd need somebody. Is it Harry Ellis and Die Hard? The, the snoozy, yeah. uh, snoozy isn't a word. The sleazy, sleazy. guy, Timmy Mallet. Oh, I'd say so you've got Tom Cruise and Heinz Wolf trying to get out of the window and bungee jump down, and you've got Wackaday Timmy Mallet trying to distract the terrorists as they come in. I think I could just walk down the staircase and just go. I'd just walk out the building. What if the terrorists have got a bomb ballerina? <laughs> Very good. Bravo. <laughs> um, you can go back in time and yes. stop someone being born. Who is it? Like Desert Island Discs, I'm giving you Hitler. Yeah, OK. So, I, again, this is tricky. So I read history at university. So I went through the sweep of all time that Not I knew. From, from, uh, yeah. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think of Matthew Crosby. Yes. Uh, so from 1066 onwards. So not Hitler, but in the last thousand years, sort of focusing on British history in a world where we've got sort of Farage and uh, Tommy Robinson and people like that and I'm going with my neighbour Martin who's a <laughs> cunt so when we got an extension done he tried to object with the local council he then disputed the border between our two properties and then tried to slap a right to light order on us from a dodgy uh, lawyer in Norfolk so Martin my neighbour is the person I'd go back in time and uh, make sure was never born. Well, that answer's never being beaten. No, no. His wife just left him, and everyone in the street went, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because you would. It's what Martin. What if he's a fan of this show? Well, the problem we've got is that he's also built a shed in his garden that looks, when he's in it, straight through our window into our bedroom. Oh, my God. And he's not spree, he's lone wolf. So you have to be a bit careful that when he goes, yeah. you know, when they go and they, the neighbours go, oh, he was such a quiet guy, I never thought it would happen. I've always got an eye on his window because I'm looking for a telescopic sight coming in from right. the neighbour. So, yeah, out of all of history, Martin, the neighbour from next door. What you should do then as a present, as a peacemaking gesture, is buy mm. him a laser sight. <laughs> that way you'll know. Then I'll have the dot on my forehead yeah. like Arnie and Cobra. Yeah. That was a bad film. Sylvester Stallone in Cobra. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. God, I'd put the wrong person in. Sorry, that failed. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, a hypothetical I've seen Top Gun. All right. A hypothetical... I, yeah, but Tom Cruise... I knew Tom Cruise was in it. <laughs> a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Rocky Balboa yes. and John Matrix as Arnie in Commando. Okay. Who wins? I've not seen Commando. I've never seen Commando. You, you bark about Top Gun. I know, I know, I know. I, well, I, thought it, I thought Commando was far-fetched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd agree with you on that. Uh, if you had to make your own 80s action movie, what would it be about and who would be the lead and what would it be called? Ah, right. So, I thinking of Arnie and thinking of 80s, I think it would be the Grace Brothers department store. Perfect. And a predator creature arrives and slowly picks them off one by one. Even the pussy? Uh, well, it's, well, especially Mrs Slocum. And what 
you'd get, because it's are you being served, is they all were in the war, weren't they? Mm. So all of those men, some of them have been in Burma, have got terrible flashbacks and fall to pieces. I think Captain Peacock would uh, go rogue uh, with a knife and sort of get naked. Uh, and it would sort of be the origin story of John Inman uh, playing, oh God, what's his name? Um, Mr. Humphreys. Mr. Humphreys. Yeah. Uh, and because he wasn't in the war, because he's so much younger than all of the other men. Yeah. And then he would take, everyone was picked off one by one, sort of eviscerated and just sort of hung over doors and <laughs> over, you know, the uh, men's accessories department by the predator creature. Uh, John Inman would survive the whole thing and he'd get out of the building just covered in soot and eviscera and he'd just go, I'm free. Oh, that's amazing. So, and, I, and it's called Band of Grace Brothers. I like that a lot. Also, you've got the bit where the uh, guy's making the jokes about my wife's got a big pussy. <laughs> exactly. You could do that with John Inman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, you know, all of the bands. Such a big pussy. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a remake of Predator set in the Grace Brothers department store of Are You Being Served? Band of Grace Brothers. Yeah. Well, that there is spectacular answers. And Robert, thank you for enjoying American Ninja. <laughs> I didn't really. No, no, neither did I. But it was nice. <laughs> no, experience. but thank you. I've really enjoyed coming in. Uh, but it's a challenging film. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll pick a better one next time. Maybe. Maybe. Bye bye. Bye. podcast i'm kiri and i'm jade and i'm dave dave's on keys but we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money yeah. uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favorite musical theater songs in front of a live audience this podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building <laughs> welcome to just a minute with jade adams <laughs> i panicked enjoy Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.